Hi, welcome to Flywheel Fridays, keeping up with the federal IT news cycle, one conversation at a time. I'm Kate Macri, Senior Researcher at GovCIO Media and Research. With me today is my wonderful co-host, Senior Researcher Melissa Harris. Melissa, welcome to the show. Happy to be here as always, Kate. And you know what? It's Friday. It's been a long week. We need to start things off with a wonderful IT joke because this is a show about IT and we're going to break down some IT stuff. So before we get into the weeds, Kate, how does a computer get drunk? I don't know how. <laughs> it takes screenshots. <laughs> so after the laugh, I will say we just wrapped up our Blueprints of Tomorrow virtual event which explored how agencies are embracing emerging technologies to accommodate future innovations. To kick off our recap, Melissa, what are some of your main takeaways from the event? So generally, I think even though when we're talking blueprints of tomorrow, we're generally thinking in an infrastructure kind of sense, you know, what that looks like. But generally, there are some broad strokes that people talked about, not just having resilient systems, um, which cybersecurity was big central theme I heard across the program, but having resilient culture and flexible culture around, you know, making sure that everyone embraces different aspects of change and seeing all of this come together in agency unique ways. So yeah, I'd say security, culture, and data strategy were all big. And given that all sorts of agencies from both the national security and civilian sectors were talking about this, it's a really big indicator of how these are some of the core pieces that leaders in federal IT are weaving into their mission right now. So we begin our event with a panel on building in security to modernized infrastructure. Melissa, can you tell us a little bit about the speakers on this panel and some of the highlights? So this panel had Commerce Bureau of Industry and Security CIO Nagesh Rao, CISA CIO Robert Costello, and Red Hat Lead Architect Sean Thompson. Overall, going back to that resilience piece, it was focused around developing those resilient systems. While they were also in support of zero trust, both Nagesh and Bob said that zero trust weren't silver bullets. You need both the systems and people to make your environment stronger. So I found that to be quite interesting since zero trust has been a lot of the drumbeat in cybersecurity news recently. So thinking outside the box, how you build a culture that makes people aware of cybersecurity threats, how to work as a team to mitigate them. Those were some key aspects that I heard across the board during that session. So our next panel featured a discussion on the role of cybersecurity in national security. Zooming in there. Kate, what were some of the cybersecurity approaches that were mentioned there? So this panel featured Chris Cleary, who is the principal cyber advisor for the Department of the Navy. He's responsible for implementing the Don's cyber strategy, and he was previously the CISO. So He's bringing a lot of experience into this role. The other panelist was Josiah Dykstra, who is a subject matter expert with the Cybersecurity Collaboration Center at the National Security Agency. So 
some of the things they talked about were how ransomware in particular, but cybercrime in general, is becoming a bigger deal for defense industrial-based companies or div companies. And the defense industrial base has been targeted a lot more heavily over the last couple of years because IT infrastructure is becoming more cloud-based and there there's more blurred lines between the DIB and DOD in terms of like who is responsible for what. You know, DOD outsources so much of what they do and so much of their IT that the div are now basically being treated as high profile targets that are like equally high profile to like DOD itself, if that makes sense. I'm probably exaggerating a little bit, but like that's a good way to like think about it. And as DOD becomes more data and software dependent, this just makes communication and standards, cybersecurity standards more important than ever. And that was really the main thrust of this conversation is Chris and Josiah talking about how information sharing around cyber threats and cyber attacks is becoming more and more critical. It's not just like a nice thing to do now. It's like actually really imperative. And communication between cyber-focused organizations across like general national security agencies like the NSA and DOD is also more important than ever, but also just general standards. You know, things like zero trust are pretty high profile right now because it helps provide common standards for limiting the attack surface for a lot of these DOD contractors and DOD itself. So our last panel, which was titled Storage and Compute Strategies to Unlock Data, featured leadership from a pretty wide range of agencies. We had the Department of Energy, the U.S. Army, and more. Melissa, do you want to tell us a little bit about this panel? Sure thing, Kate. So the focus here was more so on the infrastructure side of things, how to develop that proper infrastructure and environment to better store, use, and manage data. There are some interesting use cases, such as at NOAA, the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration, the agency's CTO, Frank Indiviglio, noted how capabilities like high-performance computing can help not only ingest but produce data, too. So. One cool factoid that he was mentioning during the panel was how HPC at NOAA helps ingest 3.5 billion observations that go into every weather forecast every day, which, as you can imagine, could be a ton of data to make sense of it. Capabilities like high-performance computing can really help make those data-driven decision-making and drive data-focused mission at NOAA. And an agency like NOAA needs that kind of capability. But beyond that, agencies were also supporting the use of data by eyeing some next-gen network upgrades, which Department of Energy Facilities Division for Advanced Computing Research Director Ben Brown mentioned. And also, of course, cloud plays a big role in unlocking a lot of data too, building infrastructure around that as well. And also going back to the culture piece to best use data, it's not just the technology itself, but also building a culture of sharing data, which is still a barrier that many agencies still struggle with. So 
It's a big conversation, but those were some key highlights that I really appreciated. So I know that we started the episode, Kate, by talking about some of my highlights from across the entire program, but I want to give you the chance to share any of your closing thoughts or takeaways that you want to leave listeners with before we depart. Sure. So I think the big highlights for me were the importance of culture and also speed and reforming business processes. So when I talk about speed, I mainly mean the speed of data at mission relevance. So being able to access what data you need when you need it in time to make the right decision for whatever job function you're doing. And obviously that's like really important in DOD. So we heard people talking about that a lot, like Paul Puckett, who is the director of the Enterprise Cloud Management Agency at the Army. But he also talked about the importance of culture and being able to shift people and get them on board with new ways of doing things, especially as IT infrastructure becomes so much more more nebulously defined and distributed in the cloud and accessible through different types of devices and networks. I think on panel three, the Department of Energy Director for Advanced Scientific Computing Research, Ben Brown, said something really interesting about culture. He, he described it as kind of like trying to break down sociological barriers to adoption and how to make people receptive to new ideas and that being a challenge and that that being really important for transforming IT infrastructure to handle the mission sets and the business processes that you're evolving towards. So I, I think that was really interesting and seemed to be one of the big themes of the event. Can't agree more. If you missed the event, all panels will be available to watch on our website. We also have article recaps of all of the panels, and that's pretty much it. So come back in two weeks for our next episode. But until then, that's all for today's Flywheel Fridays. If you enjoyed this episode, keep the conversation turning by subscribing and leaving a review on the podcast platform of your choice. I'm Melissa Harris. And I'm Kate Macri. Thank you for listening. Flywheel Fridays, along with GovCast, HealthCast, and CyberCast, is a production of GovCIO Media and Research. For more podcasts and to check out the other shows, head to govciomedia.com. Watch out for new episodes released weekly across our shows. You can follow all of them in your favorite podcast platform. And if you like what you heard, make sure to let us know by leaving a review. And if you have any topics you think we should look into, contact us at newsletter at govcio.com.